Hey guys, this is Jess. And this is Debbie. And we're here for you through the thick and thin to help you grow within. We are the Soul Sis Builders. And welcome to our podcast. Hey guys, we are back. Hey, 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 everyone. Hello, hello, and welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for coming back. If you guys um, decided to give us another listen, and for those who are new, we welcome you to the Solstice Builders podcast. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about something that we all have to grow into, something that we fear. What is it, Debbie? Uh, Boundaries, my, my favorite word in 2020. I discovered that word and I was just dropping it and throwing it out there from left and right. Like everyone needed it. <laughs> it's funny because we, I think we all have that boundary discovery, that time, that day, that moment that we're like, yeah, I'm building that fence today. <laughs> I think there's a lot of different ways that people define boundaries mm-hmm. and it can be personal to you. It could be for emotional reasons, mental reasons, physical reasons. It lays down the framework for understanding ourselves a little bit more. Yes. It's an, it's a, an active thing. And one thing that I learned, boundaries will never come to you. You have to create them. At one point, we were some sort of loose animals. We're just letting everyone in our territory and and just imagine you living with a neighbor and the neighbor has this, I don't know, whatever pet you want to have and the pet just comes into your nice green grass and it just comes and poops and pees and does all the stuff, whatever, anybody just, just, and then you don't like it. And it's until like, "Ah, well, I'm done. Let me go to Home Depot and get some stuff and you YouTube and tutorials and then you you build your fans and they don't like it or will suck it. It's for your own benefit because it's you. You have put the time and effort and work into it. And it makes you happy to have it clean. So it's the same way, you know, having a boundary. You honestly you won't learn to appreciate how much how worthy you are as a person, as a whole. It's okay that once you start taking this word seriously, boundary then you're going to have a lot of people mistake it for walls. When you have a wall, you don't see what's through it. You you don't. It's like there's some more access to it, but a boundary, you know what's on the other side. And then if you are out of that fence, outside that fence, that you know that you can't cross it. You know what's out there, but you can't cross it. I mean, you might attempt to cross it, but there's going to be repercussions, whatever that is. But that's the same thing with all of us. You you want to create those boundaries and let people know. Some people are not going to like it. Fine. Some people will like it. Good. And and that's all it is. At the end of the day is th- these are things for you, solely for you. Something important to talk about is what is a boundary? And how do we know we need that personal boundary? And I think first it's important to remind yourself that you're setting the boundary for you. Mm -hmm. And so how do we navigate and how do we, how do we set those boundaries? And I think 
generally life happens and it puts us in different circumstances in our work environment or just generally in the public where we're like, hmm, I don't like that or that didn't hit right or it left you feeling a certain way. Those are all signs that help us develop that kind of unique boundary, that fencing around us. So listening to those nuances, because sometimes they come through as nuances and questioning yourself and wondering, you know, what is this, what is this feeling coming in? Why did I feel depleted or angry? I think a lot of times um, when someone crosses our, our invisible boundary line, we might feel resentful for that to that person or angry in the moment because we're, we weren't able to be our authentic self. Once we feel like we do need to create that boundary, it's putting it in place that is the most fearful for people. It's, it's actually in the moment wondering, how do, I, how do I say this or how do I express my authentic self to this person? Coming back to what I had mentioned about myself as being a kind of an energetic sponge and an empath, um, it's really hard for me to verbalize boundaries because I'm always worried about the other person and their well-being in the situation. I am learning and it is definitely something powerful to exercise, uh, exercise your boundaries. And when we do come to that point of needing to set a boundary and we are holding certain emotion behind that need, um, either being angry or resentful, it's really important to set that boundary on neutral grounds. That way it is perceived like it is, it is, taken in by the other party or the other person. It's not during an argument where everything's heated and you're actually able to put it out there for that person to digest. It's like you and I, that we are always thinking of what the other person is going to think if I if I put this boundary because it's necessary and then we hesitate. You will start to let go of the hesitation and and, and allow yourself to own it and, and, and honor it and be like, this is something that I need. And the more you practice boundaries, boundaries is like, you know, you, you're building, you know, all these little things that you need to build for you to make you stronger, to make you grow. And it's only until you start doing that, that you let go of the hesitation and you let go of the need of what is this person going to think in, in, in waiting for approvals to do something that you need for you. Not everyone is going to understand and not anyone is going to be okay with that. Matter of fact, you're gonna have a lot of people question why, why are you doing that? You're just becoming so unapproachable. You're thinking you're you're better than anyone. You think this and you think that, you think you're changing and, and now you think you know so much. No, look, it's okay if you have even your closest ones. And be aware of this. Don't be surprised if even your best friend becomes someone that is, at that moment, becomes a stranger to you because you're like, I don't know this person. Or you're even your loved one. You're, I don't know, your spouse for how long, your boyfriend, your fiance, whatever. You have to understand that you have to have boundaries. This is how you grow. And this is how you expand yourself. And again, boundaries are not walls. Walls are totally different. If you Bill, we have all have, have walls because of pain and anger and fear and all that. And when you have walls, then you are unapproachable. 
if anything, when you create boundaries, you become, you are approachable. You actually know that you can approach others, but it, it is because of that same sense that you know where you are in life. So I wanted to touch on what you said about friends kind of pausing. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you decided that you wanted to exercise a boundary to someone you've been friends with for a while and it does throw them for a loop. Typically, friend, strong friendships and friendships that, you had, that you've had for a while, they will respect the change. A lot of times you'll find that people, people that really have their own boundaries and exercise their voices, those people will respect you and your boundaries. Yes. So you might be dealing with someone who doesn't know how to voice a boundary when you exercise your boundary and there is a, uh, an issue there between you and that person. Um, maybe they, they start to give you the cold shoulder. If you guys have any of those experiences, definitely feel free to let us know right in. I know that there are certain circumstances that we're all like, well, how do I deal with this? One of the main things that when we're setting a boundary, when we're actually putting it out there and we've, we've said what we wanted to say and we've taken the, we've jumped over that fear and we've actually told that person exactly, exactly how we feel about that specific scenario and how we, we don't like this and we would prefer this is following through that boundary um, because unfortunately people will test it, <laughs> um, <laughs> ex especially people that have been your friend or the person that you're in a relationship with, they will test that mm -hmm. boundary and, and it is a form of disrespect, of course, but it's also something that you have to remember that we are responsible for helping other people treat us the way that we want to be treated. A lot of people out there don't know that they're crossing your boundary line because um, it might not be a boundary of their own. So it's important that we, we utilize our voices and reinforce people when they're doing things that we appreciate and respect and hold dear to, you know, our own, our own space and our own circle. So I think it's, where are you in this relationship with this person? Do they understand you enough to not cross your boundary lines? Have you, have you had that conversation? Is there something bothering you to the point where you are leaving feeling a little bit resentful or angry? Um, at yourself because you're not speaking your, your truth to that person. Uh, I think we've all been there. And I think once you start to really set boundaries, it's so empowering. And like you said, Debbie, when you put up walls, it doesn't, it's not the same thing because we all want to be connected and we all want to yes. have, we all want to have that um, ability to connect with, with new people and, um, people that don't necessarily say, share the same 
boundaries as us, you know, of course there's, there's definitely definite lines there of, of being respectful and having healthy, healthy, uh, relationships, but <clears throat> walls are different than boundaries because walls are easy to hide behind and mm-hmm. you're, you're fencing, you're fencing people can see through, but they can see where the line is. And that definitely requires you and only you to create that fencing. Yeah. So that's a really good way to put it. The walls, the walls versus fencing. And I think it comes down to also when you're utilizing your voice, um, we can come and we can be aggressive with it or we can tone it down and be assertive with it. Yeah. And when we're assertive, uh, we're, we're asserting our inner, inner voice. And when we're aggressive, we're coming to with it with fear. We, with the need of, of connecting with others. And this is something that, I mean, which is, we biologically we're, we're, we are designed to, to connect, to bind, to have this emotional bond with everyone. And it, it, is, it is our nature. You know, we need people and it's okay. We, we do need it. It's, it's just that creating boundaries is not gonna make you less approachable or antisocial. If anything is going to make you unique, it's gonna be kind of like, you start to brand yourself. You actually become become more authentic. And now you're going to realize that not everyone is gonna have the same boundaries as you do, and that is okay. But key point of all of this is to remember this. There's 7.9 billion of us out here. Each and every single one of us have one boundary that connects exactly with someone else because they do have the same boundary. And that person probably doesn't have the other 25 boundaries that you have, but that person has a boundary that connects with someone else. And that someone else has a boundary that connects back to you. We all mesh this together. It's just, you have to learn to create the boundaries for your own sake. Only when you learn to build your boundaries and you learn what they are, you realize how relatable you are to others. It's, it's just, once I started doing all of this, especially like last year, when I was just throwing my word boundary everywhere, that's when I started to realize we are all so relatable. It's just that our, the fear of saying so, it coded us so much that we just decide not to, like, no, no. Yes, we are all unique in our own ways. At the same time, we're so relatable. We are, but we need those boundaries. It's essential to our growth, essential for those coming uh, behind us, family members, uh, me as a mom, my my children, for, for them to learn, future generations, for those who are around me, who spend time around me, I am somehow influencing them. So if you're going to be some sort of influence out there, you know, influence or whatever, just for the love of God, just be a good one too, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're going to contage someone out there, just <laughs> contage them on <laughs> going to Home Depot in your own inner soul to get the tools that you need to, to build your, your boundaries. 
I mean, it ultimately allows, it's allowing people to access you. So you have like this personal space of yours filled with values, emotions, intentions, thing, dislikes, likes, and people don't know what those are. Mm-hmm. So essentially, if we're giving full access to people, it they obviously cross our boundaries and that's what's leaving us depleted or feeling a certain way. Um, but people just generally don't know because um, everyone's kind of figuring out themselves here. Yep. Yeah. Um, so using your voice is the most powerful thing that you can do and using it just kind of in a structured way, uh, definitely not something that, you know, is aggressive will, will put you in a position of feeling like you kind of just like you're whirlwinding into the boundaries. Like you're just kind of like, okay, that felt good. This felt good. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I think it gets a little bit, I think it gets a little bit, uh, no, I, w- I don't want to say addicting, but it just become you. You're becoming more of your powerful self. Yep. When you hit those notes, when, once you become serious about creating boundaries, it's it's like this fear that comes because you it's like kind of you have to let go of this old you. It's kind of like you don't know where to start building what the boundary that you need. And the only way for us to start knowing where we where we need to start building our boundaries is uh, thinking of situations that we have felt betrayed or hurt or whatever. And then from that point on, if you have something that you can refer to, then you can say, okay, I remember how I felt about this situation. What can I do about it next time that I have this? Because you have something to reference on. It's kind of like when you have a leak in your house or something and it's been bugging you for a while, well, it's either you call the plumber or you do it yourself. And if you learn to do it yourself, then now you know. And then, you know, hopefully not. You don't end up having more plumbery issues. But the more you learn and the more you experience and the more you do it, the easier it becomes for you to know where the issues are and where you need to start placing boundaries. But you have to be truly present and you literally have to own those very uncomfortable moments. You might have to refer to a moment that you don't want to go to, but that's the only way for you to know where is it that you need to start building your boundaries. There are points in your life that you might not want to uh, think of or refer to, but it's essential because those moments those are the ones that are actually going to guide you to exactly that part of yours that is still in pain and that needs to be repaired. And that's where you can start building your boundary because you honor in that part of you that is still not healed. And you tell yourself, okay, let me start working on this. You start to tender to that part of yours. And while you start tending to that part of yours, you start to create a boundary. So that doesn't happen again to that part of yours. That part of yours heals. When you heal, then you can, you become stronger and you can go to another part of you, the new boundaries too. I totally agree. You always have to be active at, active and yeah. putting into play because you're always going to be encountering new situations. So it's just, <clears throat> once you start to set boundaries, it's getting that it comfortable with, hey, this is my space and, that person just mm-hmm. respected what I had to say. And that person just respected 
my space. <laughs> so mm -hmm. now it further kind of reinforces your own boundary making system. Improving in a way, like you do, you know, how like when you have a house in it, you like it, you buy several way, whatever, and then you just start making improvements. That's what you do too. Start improving them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And just to touch on a personal experience of mine um, in learning the boundaries, and this is something that really kind of put me into a position where I needed to, holy shit, put a boundary down, not really realizing how important it was to just the trend of our conversations went from zero to like a hundred like out of nowhere, like this person was just always near me and around me. So I kind of felt a little bit off. I didn't say, so I started to wear like, you know, the noise canceling headphones that they have. Mm -hmm. And at that point I was like, okay, oh shit. I guess before that he gave me his business card. Like, hey, if you ever need me. So I'm <laughs> like, interesting. Um, but then again, I placed it in the same zone as I've created a lot of friends of different ages in the gym. Uh, one that sold me my protein for all of my shows for like a year and a half. Wow. They, gave, they gave me their business card and I decided I wanted to go forward with the transaction. So I contacted a couple people and I was like, how's this person? They're like, great. So I decided, okay, I'm going to start buying these products from them. And I did. So at that point, I didn't have any reason to like be super fearful other than I did have a feeling inside where I was like, this is making me uncomfortable. And I didn't say you are making me uncomfortable. I was just hiding behind my noise canceling headphones and body language, which to some people is not enough. So once that happened, I decided to go forward and tell the gym and tell my husband and actually tell several other people around me because I was like, this person obviously knows my car and is leaving stuff on it. And this is not making me comfortable. So after that, I decided to stay away from the gym far away until I decided, okay, no, I'm stronger than this. I'm going back. And I went back and I went back though, filled with different feelings like anxiety, fear, a little bit of empowerment because I was ready to use my voice. And so day comes, go back to the gym. Who's there? He is. And I'm lifting, completely ignoring him. He decides to come over to me and he goes, Hey, I left a card on your car <laughs> or something to the extent. And I, and I just, I was like, you know, I'm at the point where I've already run from this enough. I'm dealing with it right here and now. So publicly, I decided to say, I do not appreciate you leaving a car to my car. You're crossing a line. And I said this pretty aggressively because I was, I was definitely coming with fear. And I said it very loud too, to make it more public. I just felt like I needed to. Um, I said, I'm the only woman working out in this zone. Can you see that no one comes into my space like you are? I don't appreciate it and I don't want it to happen. And he proceeded to say that he was married and he never felt he was apologetic. And I was like, okay, put my headphones back on. I mean, I said, I'm, I'm going to need you to leave me alone, <laughs> put my headphones back on. 
at that point I was like, okay, that felt good. But I was, after I laid that down, I was actually kind of nervous because I was like, yeah, that felt good. I put it out there. Yikes. This person knows my car. I, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. I was mid prep for a bikini show. And I was like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to worry about this. Like I have, I have two days at the gym. I have work. I have to prep food all the time. I don't have time to worry about someone, some weirdo ass at the gym. <laughs> so I freaking did it again. You know, I laid down my, my law, but then I left again. I just went to a different gym to work out in the mornings. And then one day, sorry, this is long and drawn out guys. But one day I decided to go back to the gym, to that original gym. Guess what? He's there. I completely ignore him. He doesn't look my way, or so I thought. Guess what, guys? Guess what? Can you guess? I went out to my car, and there's another flipping note on my car. And this time, I had parked across the lot. I didn't see anything. I just decided I'm going to... I haven't been here for a while. I'm going to park in a different spot. <laughs> so what's great and not great is that I was like, fuck this. I drove off. I didn't take the note off the front of the car. I was like, I hope it flies somewhere. It didn't. I looked at it. Same person apologizing for leaving the card in my car. I was like, are you like, what, <laughs> what is happening? Oh, what is happening? So at this point I uh, decided to contact some people and ask them like, what do I do with this situation? And they gave me some, some true advice, some serious advice. And I decided to sit on it. Cause I was like, here I go. I'm mid prep. Like I'm not, this is bullshit. I kept it. I was like, if this ever comes down to something, here's some evidence. <laughs> and I decided I need to finish this prep out. And I got super focused and it was probably maybe six, six months, six, seven months later, one random day, I came home to stuff on my doorstep. And I was like, what the hell is this? No note, nothing. It was like a neighborly thing. I don't know if someone just set this here and they had extra. I called, I contacted a couple friends. Uh, there was something for my dog. I was like, this is weird. So I, uh, at that point, we had a couple things that we could check out to see who it was and it didn't capture. So we had an entire camera system installed. Oh my God. Uh, because I was, I, I just had a gut feeling. I was like, this just doesn't feel right. I've never really had this. And it's not like I have like umpteen thousand friends that I'm like, oh, I can't keep track of people. And I don't know who left this. Like I contacted someone, you know, who would leave that and they did not. Crazy enough, crazy enough. It was the week after we put the cameras out and this person came back again and left even more specific things on my door. They found my social media. That's the only way that they would have known to leave anything like that on my door. So from there, I went to the whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they helped me for sure. So this person was charged I had to deal with everything behind what comes with that. And it was horrible. It was stressful. It was annoying. It was everything. And it makes me wonder if I, from the beginning, you know, I don't want to blame myself for someone consistently crossing the line.
And I know like not everyone goes through a situation like this where it gets to this extreme, but it definitely like put me in a place where I'm like, Jess, you have to be a little bit louder with your inner emotions when it comes down to how you feel about anything. It could be, it could be the smallest thing. And and those were small things in the beginning that I was feeling. So that is something that like I have learned from the situation personally to just start speaking, speaking that. I think the situation has, has turned on me because I'm like, I put up certain walls from the beginning. <laughs> just like, And I don't know if maybe I was thinking that there are walls this whole time, but it's just my boundary that I'm, that I'm actually exercising. And I'm like, okay, this is something that is good to cut off. Like mm-hmm. we're done. Like I don't, we're, there's no reason to go forward with this. There's no reason to chit chat. There's no reason to small talk. Don't come with me. Don't come to me and try to ask me things and stuff like that. These, these small like conversations that are inflammatory. You gave me a vibe done. So I think that there's like a, a different way, different ways to finesse it. And when it comes down to certain people coming into your space, how do you feel about that person coming in your space? Yeah, I appreciate you guys listening to my story. It's nice to get it off my chest. It's nice to tell people. I think a lot of people wondered whether they're like, where the hell is Jess? Where did Jess go? (laughs) And when I would see them again, they're like, where have you been? And I was like, oh yeah, I was just avoiding any, placing any boundaries on myself. (laughs) But no, it was, it was a feeling too of safety. It was like, okay, I've never really had anyone cross my boundary this much, especially to the point where like, I did use my voice and say how I felt when I got to the point of, it being like way over the line. And I was like, okay. So it, it did become a safety thing for me where I'm just like, I'm removing myself from the situation. Cause obviously this person does not know how to be respectful of someone else's boundaries. And I think that they need therapy themselves. So that part, yeah, that part, <laughs> which was a necessary component of um, being charged, which is great. So hopefully that they're, they're getting help and they, they have an ability to understand that other people have boundaries. I mean, you would think that it's just enough with saying no. And what I have learned is that even if you, if you are aware of, of who you are and that you need to go inwards to grow and all of that, there's just something within all is all that makes us want to exercise our boundaries. It's just that you don't even know that what you're wanting to exercise is a boundary. And you just have like this need to say no to whatever is it that's making you uncomfortable. And those, those who are attempting to do something to you that you don't like and you feel uncomfortable what their response most of the time is, you aren't approachable. You, the person who was feeling comfortable. So it's you, it's your fault, it's your problem, it's you, not them. And what I have learned is that sadly, these are adults that just like many of us have childhood wounds. It's just like a little child, just imagine a three-year-old you're telling him that they're going to have a lollipop or whatever. Or when you take, I don't know if you ever go to a grocery store and you see a mom with a little kid, you know how grocery stores are. They lure 
all kinds of nonsense right at the register. You're gonna have a toddler trying to grab something and the mom or the, the dad say no and the toddler just keep looking at the defiantly like, I'm about to grab it and what are you gonna do? And they just wanna keep pushing and pushing and pushing until either the parents give in, the kid's just gonna have a tantrum. And we all have had at some point in our adult life, have had tantrums too. And so obviously these people who you tell now to, and they continue, these are just literally, uh, you know, we all have our inner child, it's just these people have an inner child that has not been trained that there's a boundary. And then when someone says, no, you have to respect it. They just, it's like just this little wild animal just going around, just doing whatever, because, just because. And I've seen that a lot in the adulthood, like, you know, um, it, it, it baffles that sometimes you will tell someone no, and it's like, it doesn't cross their mind. Like, what does that mean? Like, why are you being so difficult? And it projects this things in you that make you think that you are the problem because you're not allowing them to do whatever is it that they want to please themselves. And it's very hard, especially if you are a people pleaser, like I am, when someone comes to me and says things like that, that are for their own benefit. In the past, it was very hard for me to say no. Because I was just coming back to, whoa, whoa, why not? How dare you? You know what it's like if you don't have this. Why don't you let this person? Now I have learned, no. No means no. Why? Because it's for me, for my mental, emotional health, for my children. I can be a better mother to them. But for those closer ones to me, if they need something from me, I can be there for them in a more genuine way. So I have learned to say no. And even before I learned or knew about boundaries, I, I'm always, I've always been someone who, I don't know, it's just like I had had this thing, something, vibe, gut feeling, whatever, call it. In the past, I would just tell myself that I was being crazy or, or stupid or too much of whatever, just to find out at the end that my gut feeling was right. And then I will have remorse and resentment within me, with me, because I didn't listen to me. And so it's like something telling you that this that's not right. And you're still thinking, because of the condition of all these people around you telling you stuff, and you're like, yeah, no, I'm crazy. I'm just making stuff up. And then when it comes in and you're like, I told you, I told you, I told you to you. I have learned now, I'd rather my gut feeling be wrong. So I now I do listen to my gut feeling. And if my gut feeling is wrong, I sleep with peace at night. And when I have, when I don't listen to it, 3 a.m. in the morning, I told you, I told you, no, I don't want that voice talking to me at 3 in the morning. I'd rather myself be wrong than not trust myself letting me know that there's a boundary that I need to place ASAP instead of me just avoiding that because, oh, what is this person going to feel? No, it's, it's about me. And it's not, it's not me being selfish. It's about me taking care of me. I am my own best friend. I am only one who knows me. So I have to honor me, period, regardless of what anyone else thinks out here. 
I could have two, three best friends, but they don't know in depth in as much as I know about me, like I do. Maintaining peace is the key here. Just having that peace, you know, peace of mind and not sacrificing your own peace of mind for someone else's sake. And it's definitely, it's a pro, it's such a process. It's such a thing to exercise. So maybe starting smaller, certain things that you feel comfortable saying out loud to people like, Hey, I, I, I never get a chance to talk. I'd like it if you please give me that opportunity to speak or please don't do this or do that because it makes me feel a certain way. So yeah, that, uh, is how my own personal process, how I would, I would start to utilize my voice is just getting comfortable with if doing that around family. You know, sometimes we don't even think twice around family or friends that we're super close with and setting a boundary because we trust them. And that's the biggest part is like finding this circle, this um, support group of maybe like Debbie, like you said before, of people with similar boundaries or like-minded values where they empower you to set your boundaries instead of the opposite end of the spectrum, which is they're, they're offended and it's about them, not about you. So it's really important that, you know, if we want to touch across the bullet points here of, of boundaries um, and the process of it, ask yourself, what, how do I feel in this circumstance? Of course, you're not always going to have to ask yourself that question because you're going to feel a certain way, but it's those certain nuances, those feelings that are the key to starting that boundary or beginning to form. And then once you put that boundary into place, it's following through with that boundary. As you follow through with boundaries, you might lose some friends, but slowly but surely you're refining your circle and when you refine your circle, you are finding that natural support group that you're surrounding yourself with and day in, day out, people that respect your boundaries and most likely people that hold their own boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, self-value and you know they're giving you that peace of mind because they're giving you that space that you hold as your own. Those who have been crossing the line in your life, intentionally and intentionally, are going to call you, you, an aggressive person for setting up boundaries, for setting this is this is it, this is it, this is the borderline, this is the border, and you can't cross this, they are going to call you aggressive. Those who have been benefiting of your vulnerability, of your naiveness, of your kindness, those are the first ones who are going to say that you are aggressive. You. So not then for crossing the boundaries and disrespecting you and doing all these things, you are going to be the one aggressive because like I said, you are not longer giving them the power to do whatever they want with you. And because again, it's like a three-year-old wanting to have a lollipop and you being this stern, you know, parental figure, loving figure saying no. What's this? What is this three you're going to do? It's going to have the craziest tantrum. It's going to say you're being, you're mean, you're bad, you're awful, and all this kind of stuff. And just, you know, continue with this analogy. Let's just say you have this, I don't know, your sister who's not doing the inner work and who just, it's just basically crossing boundaries from left to right. She's going to come to your house and she's going to see her nephew 
in a tantrum and she's going to support you know your son and and you're going to be that person so then in adult life what it's going to look like is basically you setting up boundaries and then this person and that you're awful that you are unsocial that you are very difficult to treat or deal with and that you're aggressive what these people are going to do they're going to basically have their flying monkeys they're not going to step in your boundaries as a parent and be like, oh, no, you're just a crazy parent. Let me just give the lollipop to the child. No, they're going to reassure it and they're just going to tell the child no. And I think, too, we're all we're all growing and processing our own growth yes. as as we go through life. And you will have moments where you decide I've done this enough and this is mm-hmm. I've decided maybe, you know, this person has taken advantage of me enough times and I don't feel like putting up with it anymore. And you create that boundary and it creates an uproar. So essentially that cup that has been filled with disrespect has been time and time again, telling you it's just reminders and reminders for you to start setting your own boundaries. And, you know, at that point, that, that group that formed, like you said, that, um, blames you and calls you the aggressor aggressor I mean they weren't they probably weren't your group <laughs> yeah and, and it's just like it's unfortunate but we do and this goes back to what we talked about last time with the energy vampire or just bad energy we become what we decide to put ourselves in and when we put ourselves in situations that are small inflammatory things they do build up and they, they cause issues, they cause stress, and they cause you to feel depleted. And when you let yourself feel depleted over and over again, it's not putting you in a position to grow mm-hmm. or build, build yourself up. And so, you know, it, times are tough, but when we put ourselves in situations that's, that are wrong and we continue doing that despite all the feelings that we have inside, it's just a long-term learning process. Yep. And it's just, it's, it's what we decide, you know, everyone has a different story and a different length of time that they're able to sustain with able to sustain disrespect or negative toxic situations. And you, we all get to the point where we're like, no, I'm putting my foot down. This is my boundary. And those people that don't respect it should not be in your circle. And that it's, a, it's actually as simple as that. As you place boundaries down, you become empowered and you start to meet people who have also set boundaries down because the the typical healthy person will respect your boundary line um, yeah. because they have their own and they understand what it took to get there. And they understand, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe they grew up with a stronger foundation of building those boundaries. So it becomes a little bit easier for them to do, but you know, on your process here, you have that same ability that they do and building a boundary. And so it's just remembering that you as a person, you count, become self-affirming with that every single day. And the, those small things that you do, they add up. It's always in the detail of what you do and what you don't do. So make sure when you go out in your day today and tomorrow and the next day after listening to this podcast, that you continue to refine yourself and your circle and your, what you're putting out in the world, uh, because what you put out in the world is ultimately what comes back to you in a mere, mere form. And that brings us to our next topic for our next time. Debbie, what is it? How to start doing the work. 
you two are talking about all these boundaries, so building all this stuff, but that, how do I do that? And that's that's where we're going to touch on next 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 week. And with that, I want to say, save save your energy, save it, um, honor it, and just keep it sacred, because it's not just enough with saying or you going out there and saying, well, I'm sorry, X, Y, and Z people. I have a boundary because imagine yourself being right on your fans, the one you have created. And here's your neighbor shouting all this kind of stuff to you on the other side of the fence. And then you're in your house and now you just want to go all the way to your fence to keep shouting to this person. If you are right at the borderline of your own boundary, just to tell people what your boundary is all about, you are going to exhaust yourself you're going to lower, deplete your energy. You don't have to explain people about your boundary. Don't do that because literally then what that means is that you're not creating a strong boundary. Your boundary has to speak on, on its own. It's, it's like, what's the point of creating a fence if you're always going to be right out there just making sure that, that your neighbor is not going to cross it? Make it firm enough, you know, that People know it. You you don't have to, once it's built, you don't have to keep going to it to take care of it. It should be there on its own. True things. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because, you know, we, we talk to you guys about this stuff and it's an ongoing process, you know, soul building and creating your individual self and manifesting, you know, everything that you want to be and hope to be and surround yourself with is, it's a day-to-day process. It's weeding out what's not good for us and inviting in what is good for us. So thank you so much for joining us and listening to some of my crazy stories. It's always something that, you know, even though I've said to a few people, close people, it's definitely vulnerable, but we're here to be vulnerable with you and you guys can be vulnerable with us by emailing us builders at gmail.com if you guys have uh, any stories or questions or little things that you guys want us to touch on and thank you so much for listening and we will be back the next time with uh that would be podcast number four Cuatro. <laughs> with how to start doing the work yes and always remember you are all safe with us Yep, you are safe with us. And we hope to have you guys back the next time. Bye. Peace.